Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner, and we're talking home repair. Today, we are going to do a project update on the Dadu that Amy Works has been working on. We're going to do a deep dive into painting a room, just really talking about the, the basics. How do you get that done A to Z? Yep. And all the all the things that you might not think about, but will just make your life so much easier and a nicer product at the end of it. Right. And then we have a listener question associated with that on paint sheen. Yes. So let's start with that project update. What's happening in the dad do? Tell me there's oh, a foundation poured, please. There is a foundation <laughs> poured. Yes, we have done so much work since the last time we talked about it. Very um, good. Because the last time we talked, it, it had kind of like stalled a little bit. And then we were waiting and waiting, waiting for con- concrete. But no, the foundation is poured. Nice. The framing is up. The trusses are up. We are waiting. It's like a house. It is. Um, the sheathing is on the outside. And we are waiting for the roofers to come out and put a roof on it. That's so amazing. It was just, yeah, it just went up so quickly. Once that concrete was poured and we, you know, had our inspection, um, yeah. Now so we've what got piece the will you guys be doing if you, you know, obviously you had a subcontractor with the, the pour mm-hmm. for the foundation. Mm-hmm. You guys put up the wall. So you guys did the framing? No. Nope. Or you had a framing subcontractor we come did. in? We did. Then you having, then you had somebody obviously put those rafters up. The framers did. Okay, yeah, another frame framers did the truff- trusses. And as now well. you're going to have yeah. a subcontractor come in and put a roof on. Right. Yeah. You're not going to do your own electrical. No. Or plumbing. You're not going to do your plumbing. No. We're not going to do the drywall Dare either. I, I didn't think you'd do the drywall. Mm. What the hell are you guys going <laughs> to What are you doing? Um, we are going to do You're not doing the flooring. We're not doing the flooring. So you're just doing the finishing? Like- we will probably, we will install interior doors. We won't install the exterior doors or the windows. Mm-hmm. Um, those, not the windows either. By, not the windows either. No. <laughs> We're the general contractor. That's, we are, we are leading the, the groups to, mm-hmm. to get this done and, you know, directing and, and making sure the schedule's going. And so that's pretty much what we are doing on this project. Mm-hmm. Um, we may do some of the finish work, like putting in the towel bars or the hardware that goes on the cabinets. And I don't even think we're going to paint. Oh, okay. I think, I think, because we, we've got a great drywall company that we use that actually does painting as well. So oh. they'll come in, do the drywall primer and then just turn right around and, and paint it. That's um, great. So yeah. I wonder, does their texture then just have the primer in it? You know, like when they no. spray it up. Okay, Mm-mm. it's no, another step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll actually do PVA, which is a specific primer for new drywall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah. So and so, are you also directing the outside, like any landscaping fixing that has to happen? No, there? the the family that's actually having this built. Owns a landscaping company. Oh, so they- <laughs> so we're not doing any of the landscaping. No, nice. no. But it's it's fun. It's it's great. It's it's fun watching it watching it go up. And that's great. I'm I'm working on contacting all of the uh, other designers that had pre-approved plans mm. submitted to mm-hmm. the city and talking to them and saying, hey, 
you get anybody that needs needs to have one of these done, we would love to be part of it. Yeah. So, yeah. You got it down. You, well, working on it. Very cool. <laughs> so what is your estimate uh, for finishing this up? Um, we could be done in, I'm going to say, two months. Wow. Two and a half months. And so that will have made the project how long? Yeah, five months, something like that. To build yeah. a house. That's yeah, pretty cool. 600 square feet. It's a big dadu. So we're going to move on to our deep dive, painting a room. What should we consider? Think of first, second, third, fourth. What is well, that? you know, I know that you've done a lot of painting. Not well, but yeah. Okay, well. I mean, it's the one thing that I think people consider as accessible, accessible. Right, oh, I can paint. Yeah, I can you paint. just open the can, put it in, right. it's just, I can paint. <laughs> right, right. But there's a difference between that and painting well. Painting a room. Exactly. I was actually watching a video, a YouTube video today, because I would like to try using a sprayer. Yes. Um, I've used a sprayer in the past, but I didn't like it. Um, I don't know if it was just because, you know, this was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it just... Technologies. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. we had to thin it so much. and But now you can just actually pour the paint right from the can into the sprayer mm-hmm. and use it. But... I would like to I would like to, you know, try that and hone my skills on that. But when I went to see that townhome this past week for sale, uh, right around the corner from us, those guys didn't know how to paint either. Mm. Unfortunately. I mean, we just walked through the model and there were paint drips really? here and paint drips there and and yeah, and it was really sad because you're gonna pay, you know, this phenomenal amount and and the paint quality was not really good Mm -hmm. um so and i have always said that in order to get a good paint job on a room you're spending probably 75 to 80 percent of your time prepping it prep yeah and that's yeah you can spend an entire day Mm -hmm. prepping the room Mm -hmm. and then you spend three hours painting it right and and it is enough energy and enough time that I mean, really do take, it's going to tire you out. So I think that's the other trap is you end up spending the time that you should on prepping. That's kind of, I mean, that's a lot of tedious, hard work to do. Mm -hmm. And then if you go right into painting, I think that's when you're going to have, you know, mistakes. Right. Because I mean, you're just not fresh. Right. Yeah. Don't even think about painting. I'm not, I'm not going to paint because the light's changing. It's getting dark. I'm just, I'm, we're going to, we're going to prep it and then we're going to paint it tomorrow. Right. Right. Um, But you start out with, of course, you drop cloths on the floor. One trick that people don't realize is that that transition between your baseboard and the walls, right? You've got that space. Mm Mm-hmm. You should caulk that. Mm-hmm. Caulk it and then uh, mask it. So then you've got this really pretty straight line right there at that transition. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many door frames I see where they've got the trim. I'm looking at yours. Yeah, there's. You know what? I'll there's get no to caulk it. over there. I'll get to it. <laughs> I'm shocked that it's up. Um, but yeah, that's just that space and and caulking that so that it just makes it so. Much nicer looking, yeah. yeah. I, I feel really complete, right? And around windows, taking the time to take out old wall anchors. I was actually surprised the other day. I went through uh, a walkthrough um, on a bathroom that we just finished, and I hadn't been there since I talked to the client mm-hmm. to start the project. And I walk in, and underneath, I don't know if I maybe I shouldn't be telling this story, but <laughs> underneath the brand new towel bar, about four inches below, are four holes. No, where they didn't they didn't fill the holes. 
They didn't get rid of the anchors and didn't fill the holes. They just painted over it. Oh, you mean like we, the old drywall? We painted it. We, my employees, pulled did those that, out and, right, and, and didn't finish. And it's like, no, no, no. That's, that is the word. And that's where my eye goes immediately. Th- those sure. things. Yeah. And then when you change out your light fixture, mm-hmm. you go from a square one that was four <laughs> feet long from 1970, right. and you go to a nice round one. And that all those paint lines that are around the square, right? That right. just and people just paint right over it. That can be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> you but, do not need to live right, and, and without the, a lot of work. Just the attention to it, right? Right, right. So you need to know how to caulk, which a little bit of practice, mm-hmm. you know. And and my thing is, you know, cut a little bit of the caulk tube. Um to start with, because you can always cut more, but you can't put any back. Right. Use masking tape. Mm-hmm. Take off your outlet covers and your light switches. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not really good at at uh, cutting around things or doing the trim, take your doorknobs off then. Yep. Right? It just makes it so much easier not to that do hard. that. And then you just right. Like, right. Especially because um, you're going to have to do multiple passes. So it's not just getting by one. Right. You know, you're right. going to have to come back to it. Right, right. You're going to hate it the second time, too. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you're going to accidentally swipe this side of it, your first coat, and then you're going to accidentally swipe this and side of it, it on is. your second coat. Exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, doing the transition between the ceiling yes. and the walls. What's the trick on that? Well, there's there's a number of different things you can do. You can have a very steady hand. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does. And a good brush. You got to have a good brush. That's, you you can't, cannot compromise that on a cutting. Do not spend a dollar on your brush. Go ahead spend and do roller, but then you need a nice cutting brush. A really brush. nice cutting brush that's got some really nice, yep, um, nice bristles, mm-hmm. flexible bristles. You can use one of those paint pads. The thing about the paint pads is they don't go right up to the corner. Yeah. So what you need to do is you actually need to paint the ceiling and come down onto the wall just a little bit. I personally don't like that look. No, I have no, it no. in my bedroom. I lay on my bed and I look at that and I was like, oh, I hate that. It's, it's nice and straight. Line. Well, it's, but it, is it? It kind of, the- well, it don't look too close, but it's, it's not bad. I look at it and it's like, yeah, it's consistently down the wall, right? You know, eighth of an inch. That's that <clears throat> ceiling color. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. And, right. You know, it, it is so nice and straight. it's not on the corner. It's just a straight line. It's a straight line, but it does come down on the wall. And I don't I don't care for that. I want it right in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, so another thing that you can do is you can actually mask it off. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once you have the tape up there, you can take a small bead of uh, painter's caulk, put on that edge of the tape. I think I've talked about this. Yep. I have a YouTube video about it. <laughs> um Put the caulk up there on the edge, wipe it all off, and then that seals the tape so it doesn't bleed behind it, and then you're going to get a nice straight line. Um, let's see. What el- What other What other How, things? Go, go, going just back to that a little bit, the caulk trick, mm-hmm. won't that also throw the line out away from your tape? I mean, if you're caulking the tape. Mm-hmm. And it's resisting a little bit of the, but it, so it's not resisting the paint. It's just sealing the tape. Yeah, it's sealing that edge so it doesn't bleed back behind it. But it's but it's on the the face of what you're painting, and that's not problematic. No, you're because that's paintable. So it's right. a paintable. It is caulk. a paintable. Yeah, it's called painter's caulk. And I know it's just a tiny little bit. Tiny, we're not talking about a bead. Right, we're talking you're about wiping it, yeah. it 
nearly all, all of completed. it off. I mean, you you are trying to wipe almost all of it off because what you needed already seeped right, underneath the underneath tape. There, yeah, and they they also use that or um, recommend using that. Oh, they call it frog tape. Yes, that's supposed to be just as good, but I don't find that it is. Yeah, yeah. So um, and and I find that this the caulk trip works so well. Yeah, it, yeah. it and it's time consuming. Yeah, it I would try consuming. first. Uh, practicing your cutting because I think there's just some a lovely flow to that and if you get good at cutting it's just so rewarding oh I don't know really yeah because then you, but then you start messing up oh and then you just yeah then it just goes it, it goes, goes to hell yeah <laughs> it's like oh right. so I would, I would rather have something that is guaranteed consistent I'm not gonna have to worry about you know oh the phone rings or something and I Right. Right. Um, I want that consistent, as straight as it possibly can be, and it's not going to be with my hand. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to try. Yeah. Got to try that. Because you could do the same thing if you were building uh, or if you were designing a design into your paint too, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted to even do an, an odd cut, um, you know, kitty corner on right. one wall, mm-hmm. one color, one. Right. Cool. Right. My daughter did uh, black and white checks oh, sure. in her bedroom when she was a teenager one foot you know the entire wall yeah and did the did the tape did the tape Mm -hmm. cool um another thing that i have seen done and i've never tried it is um somebody they did they strung a piece of string from corner to corner to cut that line in to follow the string they were able to do it i was like I'm not quite sure how that works, but you mean it as works another visual, as a guide, a visual yes. guide, or you're mm-hmm. against actually against your hand? No, as a as a guide, you actually pin it up there, and yeah, use that I as a guide. I could believe that because I think that's one of the things that because you have to get close to it, right? You know, so you're super close to it, so you do lose the forest for the trees in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's again, it's with your hand, so you don't care, right? You don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I just want to be able to just go quick and, yeah. Right, right, right. right. Um, painting baseboard, that's where the spray paint, the, the sprayer, the sprayer comes in because I just, I just love the way sprayed paint looks on trim. Mm-hmm. I just think it looks so great on trim and doors. Mm-hmm. And not having that that ropey look to right. When, oh, you, right. when you use a a, a brush. Uh huh. Um, I just see. I love the brush lines because do I'm, you really? I'm a Victorian gal. Oh. I grew up with Victorian homes, and so it was just that was that was a whole, it's cozy. It's elegant and it's cozy because it's it's hand. You know, I I'm making this up, but I wonder <laughs> if it's because it's it's handcrafted. You know, you can you can see the hand in it, so you don't want that on your wall, right? But on the trim and on the doors, yeah. somebody's hands touched these. Hmm. I'm yeah, nope. I'm not talking about two-inch. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of time they did, uh, they stained it. Mm. So they, you know, they had the, it was lacquered or shellac or right. whatever. Within an inch right. of its life. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, you know, this nine-inch baseboard that there's <laughs> right. four different pieces stacked on top of each other. Right. That's absolutely beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, so we've covered uh, prepping and a couple techniques. Yep, caulking the baseboard, caulking the trim, transition between the walls and the ceiling. And I will put in a second vote for 
for really paying attention to your drop cloths, mm-hmm. how you put them down and not being stingy with them, but not being sloppy with them because if they fold over or, you know, and you've already spilled some paint, then you can have some accidental, <sighs> you know, mistakes there. Mm-hmm. And if you try to scrimp on it and like, oh, I just need it two feet away from, you know, the wall. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a whole drop cloth. Then you just don't even have to think about it. Right, right. Yes. Because people are messy when they paint. Yeah. I see these painters that have, I mean, just all over. Yeah. And did did you get, leave any on the wall? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm a very, I'm a very clean painter. I can go the entire day and wash my hands and I'm done and you can't tell that I've painted all day. And I always have a wet rag with me though. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, it's like, I'm always wiping stuff off and I'm looking around and, um, uh, so yeah. And, and that little tiny bit of paint can go so far. Like mm-hmm. you get it on your shoe mm-hmm. and then it gets Or you on. don't even notice where it went. Right. Till you went back and, and putting the, the, the plates back on the outlets and you're like, who put a dollop of dark blue paint mm-hmm. on this white mm-hmm. carpet yeah. here? Oh, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> or doing a red wall and a white ceiling, and then you just touch that. Just a little like, bit. Of, oh. <laughs> and I don't and have pop- that. And I don't have that color on the ceiling. Right. Well, it's so. popcorn ceiling, and you don't want to paint it. Right. Oh. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. That's one, that's one thing I don't recommend is painting a popcorn ceiling. Because, one, it's going to take gallons of paint. Mm-hmm. And then someday when you want to get rid of that popcorn ceiling after you've painted it, it is so hard to get off. Oh, really? Does yeah. It really yeah. Exacerbate if it's, that? If it hasn't been painted, it comes off so nice. It's kind of fun. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You just squirt it, get a little bit wet, use a, a long uh, drywall knife, drywall putty knife kind of thing, and mm-hmm. just screw it. It just comes right off. That is fun. That's, I think you'd like rewarding. that. That's rewarding. I think you'd like that, yeah. Well, that at the good. house, we, we you got popcorn it. ceilings that yeah, it's it's kind of low profile, but it's popcorn ceilings okay. in the main room. Okay, and we'd love to get test it for asbestos first, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. which I'm sure it will have in it. So yeah, okay, you're yeah, gonna have probably. to get it professionally. Yeah, removed. Oh, then you can't do it yourself. <laughs> oh, just leave it. So prep, 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 prep. Take a day in between prep. so that you're nice and rested, mm-hmm. and then have fun paint. How do you avoid drips? You know, even if you're paying attention to your, do you have a technique for that you uh, maybe routinely will look back the the three feet after a couple of minutes as you're moving forward to catch a drip? Because I'll be real careful with the amount of paint I have mm-hmm. and, and whether I'm rolling or brushing, I'm really paying attention to it. Um, and I'll look back five feet. And there's a drip. I know I didn't drip. <laughs> but I know did. I didn't drip. You know. <laughs> but I did because there was a hole in the wall or something. Uh-huh. You know, oh, and it and gathered it and then it went right, from there. Right. Or, you know, some yeah. imperfection of the wall, you know, pulled it just enough, mm-hmm. you know, to create mm-hmm. some drip. Is there something routine you do when you're painting to, to catch those before think, they get too dry? Yeah. Well, I think the trick is that you that you don't put too much paint in your roller. Mm-hmm. Some people will have a tendency to, to put way too much paint in their roller and then it just slides around on the wall right. and will drip off the ends. When they roll it, you get that big streak. Yeah. Um, or they don't So that's get totally enough. indicative that you have way too much. Way too much, right. Yeah. When it's sliding around, you've got way too much. And then another thing is they, they roll it out until the roller is dry, so then you're not getting a nice even coverage. Right. And okay. that, I can tell when people are doing it because you can hear it. You can hear <laughs> that roller sticking on the wall. It's like, you need more paint. 
Yeah. <laughs> get more paint. Um, <laughs> right. But that's that's the thing is is finding that that nice balance between how much is the right amount yeah. or, or too much and too little. Yeah. And just so I always do just a little bit in the paint roller and then take it up onto the paint pan where there's no paint. So mm-hmm. don't fill your paint pan. Of course. Right. Yeah. right. Um, and the same with your Because that's what those ribs are meant for at the top of your roller right pan. to even that out and then the rest of the paint can flow back down in, into it right and the same with when you're using a brush right don't stick your entire brush down in there to the metal but you you know just going up on your brush about an inch mm-hmm. and then um taking the excess off the the one side when you come up out of the can or you know your cup or whatever you're using if you're doing a lot of uh cutting which is i don't know if we were explicit you know the the uh Doing the trim, you know, anytime maybe the color changes or you're coming up from to a wall or uh, around windows and doors and things. I have found that on a, if it's a long day and you've been painting a lot, sometimes it's worth just stopping and cleaning that brush. It's not the end of the day, you're going to do more paint, but it's just like gathered so much paint in it that it does, that the brush itself is not behaving. Do you do that or I've just had too much paint in it for the whole day? You just had too much paint in it. But when you're cutting, but if you, you, yeah, but if you're feeling that way, right, yeah. it's just like it's not working for you. Definitely do that. Just stop and let it dry yeah. out completely. Yeah, right. And because you can start, then you can start getting also dried flecks of paint up on the upper part of the, the bristles. And then that starts coming out in your paint on the right. walls. And right. that's just, ugh, I hate that. So how much do you recommend uh, back to another prep step? Really just doing a light Cleaning of the walls. Yes, definitely. Um, also, you want to make sure... Cobwebs. The, the cobwebs. The dust is off of them. Um, using either trisodium phosphate or a you know trisodium phosphate substitute mm-hmm. to, to really clean the paint. And what it does, not only cleans the paint, but there's, there's a chemical action that's going on like that. So it kind of scuffs it up somehow. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a, a better um, adhesion with the paint, mm-hmm. so I can uh, grab it. So that's a that's a great thing to do if you don't want to clean the walls. I think you're going to sacrifice, you know, some of the your paint quality. You can always just use a primer mm-hmm. and just go go right over it. It depends, on, you know, if you got this really nasty and anything's going to be better than than what it looks like right now. Right. Um, well, and we talked a couple episodes about, you know, a smoker's room. Yes. That That's what kills. You use mm-hmm. kills to to yeah, really seal, seal that. Yeah. Seal that wall. Right. right. All right. So prep. Keep it rested. Not too much mm-hmm. paint. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Any other words of advice on um, painting your room? I have heard the trick of if you don't like the smell of the paint... Now you've gotten they've done a really great job of of low VOCs, no VOCs. Um but if you still don't like that paint uh um smell, mm-hmm. then you'd put a drop of uh vanilla in it. Vanilla. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and and that will dissipate to... as the paint dries just like yeah. the yeah, the paint just, smell does. Right. Yep. Oh yep. my gosh, that's adorable. Cuz it's alcohol based. Right? Uh-huh. So, yeah. You oh, just that's put great. A little, put a little vanilla in there. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm, cool. mm-hmm. And then taking tape off is there a trick if you've put tape on to to mask some things? Yes, I like to take the tape off when the paint is still just a little bit wet, still still kind of pliable. Um, 
I have found for myself, and somebody may disagree with me, but when you take it off, when it's totally dry, you have more of a tendency for it to peel away um, past the surface of the... What if you have to wait for a coat to dry and, you know, apply a new coat on it? So that might be a day. And okay. It, and it's, it's by nature should be dried so you can put your second coat on, yes? Right. Then I would take um, a utility knife and mm. just lightly score the edge of the tape, right, mm. where that's gonna, so that it's going to... Super light. Super light. You don't need to go down and, and, you know, cut into the drywall or anything like that, but just super light, just to, to, to break that, that paint... Um, surface well, yeah and then pull it up so that you're pulling it up 90 degrees from the paint itself and pulling it away from the wall um it seems to work better than if you keep a low angle low angles it, it might tear something yeah it kind of it kind of pulls the paint away from the wall but that 90 degree it seems to seems to do better cool right um so yeah um, and then just, you know, be careful when you're pulling it off that you're not getting wet paint all over the place. Right. <laughs> Make sure your drop claws are still down when you're doing the, or, you're taking all the masking off. Yes. Mm-hmm. And make sure that everything's dried on your drop cloth or mm-hmm. folded into itself at least before mm-hmm. you can put it outside and get it to dry, you right. know, if it's canvas cloth. Or... Right, right. Um, and clean up if you're using latex paint. Now, you're not supposed to put latex paint in the drain. You drain. So it should be in a bucket, and then you can let that evaporate off. Mm-hmm. That last episode, we were talking about drill accessories. Mm-hmm. They have one for uh, paint roller cleanup. Oh, right. Right, so the paint roller goes onto this uh. rod that fix it, fits in, and, and you spin it and get all the paint out of it. Oh. Into a bucket, of course. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, nothing. mm <laughs> Do it in the driveway or in the garage I, I next to the car. Bit, I want that bit to have a shield <laughs> over it. So that it just, right. It should come down. with a bucket and a hole. Yep. Right. right. With a lid. Yes. 100%. Yes. Um, or, you know, you could, what we do commercially is, is unfortunately, is we throw a lot of that stuff away. Right. It, it costs way more to, it takes to a pay lot of water, a lot of time. To pay somebody to clean it than it does to. Right. Yeah. Right. But you get. But you want to clean your brushes. You can clean your rollers, too. It just takes a little bit of time. Um, if you're working on a project and you are going to have either you have to stop for the day uh, or you're going to have to do a second coat of that same color, you can also – you don't have to clean that roller. You can right. just um, wrap it real tight in like a, gro- a plastic grocery bag or something. Just make sure that you yeah. you know rip it. And it's, it's good to go the next day. Oh, I've had it. I've kept them for weeks. Yeah, yeah. Weeks it is surprising. Where, as long as you've got it wrapped up really good. And a good amount of paint on it. Uh-huh. So you don't want to do it on a dry, dry roll, right. you know, so that any little air that gets in there will disturb it, mm-hmm. you know. But I love when I found that trick. You can even do it with brushes. Yes. You know, I'm Wrap just like, it up. Oh, that's so great oh, that you don't have to clean. Right. You know, when you're it takes do, you an hour to do that. Just clean that stuff up. It takes you at least an hour. And you're going to turn around next weekend or the next day uh-huh. and do it again. And so. then if you do it the next day after cleaning it, you get and there's there's all this water in the roller right so because you'll never get that right right (laughs) yes anything else um if you're if you're painting with like reds or oranges um those colors are very transparent Mm -hmm. so it's often blues sometimes can be that way as well where um 
it takes a lot of paint to actually cover. So if you're mm-hmm. going from, say, a white wall to a red wall, mm-hmm. uh, you want to use a tinted primer, mm-hmm. tinted the same color as you're going to be painting it. And can't you just put like some of your paint in that Kills primer? I mean, you don't have to get it tinted. Can you just mix it with some of the color that you do have? Well, you could try. I mean, not not on a one-to-one, but just to kind of get it a little tinted like you suggest or no? Um, I would. I have fought with red walls before. Uh, okay. Nine coats. So this is a personal this, thing. This is a personal thing, <laughs> right? And for me, it's just so it's much a easier. Traumatic. It is. It's it's so much easier for me to to spend the twenty dollars for uh, a gallon of primer and say, "Can you tint it to this?" And they do, and then you know, I don't have to. You're do right it. as rain. Yeah. Right, and, and it's uh, even a full coat of that color. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. You're ready to so go. it's yeah. Oh, wait, well, you know what we didn't talk about? Hmm. Filling holes. Yes. We, we talked a little bit prep. about it. Yeah, we talked a little bit about my bathroom walkthrough. But <laughs> again, more former employees. Spackle, <laughs> spackle, and texture, um, drywall repair, do those kind of things. Um, makes a huge difference. Really does. Yeah. It really does. Even yeah. if you think it's hidden, even if you think, oh, I'm going to a dark color, no one's going to see it. Yeah, I'll put will. a picture over it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and just just do it. Just it's do just it. then it's beautiful, and then you don't want to put pictures up, right? Because you have beautiful walls. <laughs> right, yes, right. yes. One other note that I want to throw in there: a couple of things. I would always label your paint when you have something left over. You always want to keep some of that color, but make it clear what it is. The label of like the Lowe's code isn't going to help you out. You want to say, this was on the kitchen cabinet. This was on the kitchen south wall. This Mm -hmm. was in the living room. And I would even date what time you did, you know, what year you did that in case Mm -hmm. you start piling up a bunch of paint. Um, But a friend of mine also told me that paint stores now have to take paint back. They can take up to, um, I think, 10 gallons back. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that was happening at all. Wow. Do they recycle it? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Right. Okay. So, because for a while, I couldn't get the hazard uh, department to take it. They said, you know, do the kitty litter, do the sand. Latex paint. Yeah, you have to dry it out. But um, now the paint stores will actually take it back. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so check your area. I don't know if that's all areas or if that's just in the Seattle area or Washington. But I was excited. I'm going to do more research on that. I was excited to hear that, that that's happening. Mm Because it makes sense. You know, office stores have to take back their printer cartridges and, you know, to make sure that things get properly re- recycled, it makes sense. Oh, that that's nice. Because I always hated putting the, the yeah. stuff that solidifies it or kitty litter or just, right. you know, opening the can and letting it harden. And the, yeah, I hate that. Yeah. It's a huge just process. I hate it. Yeah. So. Anyway, so that is painting. We are going to end the show with one question. What was the question? One question. What sheen do I want to use? Okay. Well, it's personal preference and. There are uh, suggestions. When you're doing kitchen and bathroom, you want a higher sheen. So like semi-gloss, if you like it shiny. No. Glossy. No. <laughs> like I said, it's personal preference. Just use eggshell and repaint it every once in a while. No. <laughs> in the bathroom? I hate shiny paint. I hate it. Well, then go with satin, but not eggshell. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just that All right. satin... It's so nice. name the order of matte to glossiest. Okay, so you got eggshell. Okay. No, no, I'm sorry. Matte. I'm sorry. Flat. Flat. That's right. Flat. And then you've got eggshell. Okay. You've got satin, semi-gloss, gloss. 
So those are your main ones. Yeah. Are some paint stores making up even more uh, steps? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. I don't know. Super high luster super sheen. Yes, 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 yes. Right, <laughs> right. That kind of thing. Right. Could so be. if it's going to be a surface that's going to get wet, or you're going to want to wipe it down, then go for the the glossier. Th- right. Right. Now I have heard though that there are paint manufacturers that are doing a much better job with the flats and the the eggshell. Yeah. Because um, I've always steered away from flat paint because it's so hard to clean. Right. right? It right. just seems to suck up the dirt and you can never get it clean. Yeah. Not only is it harder to clean, it just also seems to attract it or, or shows it. Right. But they're they're doing a better job in making it more clean friendly. Yeah. That, okay. that you can, you know, you can scrub on it. With the sheens, one thing that you want to think about is is on your walls, do you have a lot of imperfections, mm. right? Do you have a lot of holes that didn't get, or is it wavy? Or the, or your texture is kind of wonky. You know, somebody did some spray can texture over here and it doesn't match over here and those kind of things. The higher the gloss of the paint, the more magnified those imperfections the are going to be. The more magnified, okay. Yes. So if you want to kind of hide some of those imperfections, then you'd want to go with a flat or an eggshell paint. So it's more forgiving. Yes. I would have thought the opposite of no, yeah. no, it's because of the light into See, a I bathroom. Thought would, I thought the light bouncing around would confuse your eye. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So it's so that it kind of it kind of hides things. Ah, it's, that's it's good a to know. Little more forgiving. Yeah, as as is um, texturing your walls. Right. right. You don't need to, you don't need to have a, uh, as good of a finish on the walls if you've got a texture, an orange peel, or a knockdown texture. Whereas if you just have a really you know. Um, level four, level five, smooth finish on your walls, mm-hmm. that you can see everything, right? The smallest little ding, you can see it. Or even a bad tape job. Right. Or, or one tiny drip on that entirely flat wall. Oh, yeah. yeah it's just going to be magnified like crazy. So you referred to, we'll just step back for a second. You threw some terms around for oh, your drywall. Sorry. Texturizing. You said mm-hmm. an orange peel. Yeah. Orange peel is, I want to say it's probably one of the most common. It is in this area anyway. You, you look at, you know, the surface of an orange like, and it's kind of oh, got I see. craters yes. on it, right? An orange okay. peel. And that's what, that's what it looks like. Okay. And, and is it, that the, probably the roughest of a, of a standard drywall? I mean, I no, know it I can would get say, crazy. I would say knockdown is probably the one that's the most. Um, What's knockdown? Knockdown is where the, the texture is sprayed on. So it's, it's spatters yes. of this stuff and then they take a knife uh, like a putty knife and then they actually knock it down gently um touching the surface and it flattens it out so you still have uh valleys and high spots but it's more like plateaus and valleys in there so okay. right so there's that and then i did say level four and level five and that's when you're talking to the drywall guys and say okay i want you know, level five, and that's where it's pristine, smooth, and they spend a lot of time sanding and getting it very, very smooth. Cool. Yeah. All right. Tell Anything us if we missed on? anything. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah, if we uh, catch us using jargon, go ahead and call us out. That'd right. be great. Thank you so much. Uh, if you have any questions about painting, if you have any stories about painting, I'd surely love to hear nightmare stories about um, blue paint on a white carpet. Blue paint on a white carpet. Oh. be there. If you have any questions, any comments, any stories, please th- send them to us at askamy at amyworks.com. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia. Makes me wonder. <laughs>
This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.